0: burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease
1: you know you've got a comeback in you when you take the next step you're going to make it count for your career for your family for your life
4: Hello, sweet souls. Welcome to this episode of Holy Human. Today, we are going to tackle an elusive yet transformative topic. One I am just beginning to understand myself. We'll be journeying with a man who just recently helped me experience an aliveness in my body that I have not felt in a really long time. His name is Dr. John Amaral, and he's going to walk us through understanding something called energy flow and how utilizing it and working with energy can help us all alleviate stress, tension, and experience better health and more happiness. So let's jump right in. John Amaro, thank you so much for joining us on the Holy Human Podcast. I'm excited to talk energy with you because you were so kind to give me a session so I could experience your work, which was trippy and so cool. <laughs> I felt high after and and everything like felt like it was breathing, which we'll get into in a bit, but you have developed something called the energy flow formula that you've been working with for the last 25 years. So, for someone who hasn't experienced your work, can you explain what that formula is all about?
5: First of all, it was awesome working with you and thank you. I'm excited to talk to you about this. You're definitely a very aware and connected human being. So, So we can get into that whole process. But what happened is, uh, I I started out as a fine artist. Uh, I was a fine art major. And then I ended up going to chiropractic college through a series of events that I had never been to a chiropractor, never had any kind of body work or any kind of healing work at all. And I just found myself sort of taking this completely different path into into healthcare. And I became a chiropractor. And I built a practice in working with people over the years. I found that so many of the challenges people were facing were experienced as physical symptoms, but they weren't actually from physical causes. So you would have somebody in a relationship challenge, stress going on, they would have financial stress, they would have you know, a loss of a loved one, they would have all these things that were going on that were not coming from a physical injury or accident, but they were showing up as physical symptoms in the body because we process mm-hmm. what we can't feel and experience on other levels through our physical symptoms. That's kind of what our body does. So I just started tying together people's experience of life, what they were going through, their emotions, their unprocessed things that they had been experiencing with their physical symptoms and started developing ways to work more with the whole person. And I love, you know, your Mm -hmm. podcast is Holy Human. It was like the whole human being rather than just, oh, you have a something going on in your back or your shoulder, or you have headaches, or you have this symptom, I realize that everything is interconnected in ways that if you really start to look at your life and what's going on in your life and how you're living your life and what you're dealing with and what you're not dealing with, you're going to find that everything makes sense and the things that are showing up in the body totally do make sense. Their symptoms become a, like a guide or signpost for you to pay attention and make changes and deal with things. And as I started putting all that together, I started coming up with more kind of approaches and techniques. And my studies took me all over the world, to South America, to Europe, to Asia, to study with different people, learn different approaches and techniques. And so I combined mm-hmm. all of these like practices and tools and ways of working with the body, on the body, off the body, in the energy field, which we can get into. Mm-hmm. And that whole conglomeration of approaches of to work with the whole person became the, the formula.
4: Well. Energy, I feel like, can be an energy work, can be really kind of an elusive thing for a lot of people because we don't, we can't, well, some of us can see it, some of us can hear it, but a lot of us can't. It becomes, just, it's just this kind of concept. And for me still, it's, I understand it, but sometimes... I don't quite know how to integrate like what I understand Mm -hmm. when it comes to energy. So for those of us who it's still a concept, Mm -hmm. can you maybe talk about energy work and maybe ground it a little bit more? Explain why it's so important for us to learn to work with our energy for our health.
5: Those are great questions. So firstly, uh, we tend to think of, and I grew up with this same experience that Anyone working with energy or working with chakras or working with the energy body, or, you know, this is just a bunch of woo-woo, garbly-goopy, like <laughs> nothing. But the truth is, everything is energy at the subatomic level. The whole body is really patterns of vibrating or oscillating energy. Every physicist knows this, you know, that it's, it's essentially less than 5% of the entire physical world that we experience around us is actually physical matter, Everything, our bodies, what we touch, what we see, what we experience is 90, over 95% of it is just pure energy. And even the matter is actually energy at its core. Mm -hmm. So everything is energy. How we're using that energy, whether that energy is flowing, whether it's blocked or bound up, whether we experience a freedom and a flow and a sense of ease or where we feel anxiety and pent up energy and bound up energy, it's every emotion we feel, whether everything that we experience on subtle levels in our mind is tied into energy. I think one way to explain it is if you boil water, it takes a certain threshold of energy to hit boiling point of 212 degrees. If you don't turn up enough heat energy, you don't change the form of H2O into vapor. If you drop energy in in water, you pull the energy out of it through putting it in the freezer, that same H2O molecule will become a solid, it'll become ice. It's still H2O, it's still the same molecules, but by changing the amount of energy in that H2O, you change the form of it. And this is really true for everything. Our bodies, we're mostly made of water and energy. When you understand that energy is a real thing, not just some woo-woo thing that doesn't have a tangible relationship to the physical world, you you start to go, Mm -hmm. wow, that actually, that's interesting. Like, when I feel depleted and depressed and I feel lethargic, it's because you dropped your energy down to a level where you can't even organize your thoughts. You can't even uh, experience or express higher level emotions because the energy is so low. When you're this super high, you're expanded. It's like you've hit the boiling point and Now you're like expanding. That's what vapor does. Water turns into vapor and it expands and it goes everywhere. So part of us is really all of us is, is organized by, by energy in a very real and tangible way. So that's number one. Number two, you asked about our health. So Mm -hmm. when we have health challenges, when we have, let's say we have chronic headaches or let's say we have chronic digestive stuff going on, let's say we have a sense of tension we just can't shake or a physical symptom that's been persistent, it just seems like it's not going away. We have to understand that when we're stressed out, that's, and and stress can be physical from injuries, it can be emotional from Mm -hmm. just stress we're experiencing, it can be, Mental, psychological, and it can be chemical by things we're putting into our bodies or exposing ourselves to. They all trigger the same fight or flight response in the body. So when you're under stress, your body tenses up, you breathe more shallow, oxygen gets um, you know reduced to certain parts of your body, and blood flow gets pushed out to the muscles. It gets pushed away from your digestive system because it's preparing you to be engaged with something you have to survive through, fight, flight, or free. You either run away from it, you engage with it, or you freeze. And so usually Mm -hmm. when you're having a physical symptom or health challenge, not usually always, there's some degree of fight or flight going on where you're holding all this stuff in your body and you're experiencing symptoms because there's so much bound up energy that your brain is like, I don't know how to deal with this. I'm going to experience it as pain, or I'm going to experience it as tension. I'm going to experience it in the physical Mm -hmm because I can't process it right now. I don't have the awareness or I don't have the tools or support to deal with it on the other levels, if that makes sense. Does that, does that make sense?
4: Yeah, yeah, totally. So how does energy get stuck in the body? You're saying from from just us not being aware enough to deal with these emotions or the physical pain that's coming up. I mean, how do we...
5: What's what's oh the God. mechanism of how like, it actually gets yeah. stuck there?
4: Okay. Yeah, like how does it actually okay. get yeah, how does it actually get stuck?
5: It's easy to understand if you have an accident or injury. Let's say you have a whiplash injury. Someone rear-ends you from behind, your ne- neck snaps back and next thing you know, a couple days later you just feel seized up, you feel tension, maybe a disc is bulged, maybe the musculature's uh, like holding all this tension because it got overstretched and then it contracted because the body was trying to protect or grip or armor off the area so that it wouldn't have further injury. So we can understand on a physical level, the body would be injured, we recoil, we'd hold everything because the brain is like, wait, this isn't safe. We have to create some inflammation to protect this from further injury. Let's hold all this together and make sure that we have time to heal Mm -hmm. and sort this out. So that's easy to understand.
2: Mm -hmm.
5: It's uh, harder for people to bridge when it's like nothing's happening. You're like, I look around and everything right now in the world, it's like everything doesn't feel fine for most people. But a lot of times we're like, my life is good. Like there's a lot of positives and I'm grateful for things. But like, why do I feel like there's a tension I can't shake? Or why do I have these headaches? Or why do I have these physical symptoms? Where, how does that have to do with energy? Well, the psychological, mental, emotional stress of the concern about the future, anxiety from uncertainty, unprocessed grief from the loss of a loved one or from the loss of a job or just financial stress of like, how am I going to hold it all? How are we going to make it through this? All those kind of things. They initiate the same fight or flight response in the body as a whiplash. It's just from a different mm. input. So your mind can actually, just from the experience of the stressful situation, can then start to tighten up. We feel it. We feel it when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel scared, when we feel sad. It's like, we 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 don't open and expand in this like free flowing way. We're like holding it all, trying to hold it. That's the fight or flight response. So what's happening there is you're binding up energy in the muscles. You're you're holding mm-hmm. energy in the spine inside your spine. The whole spinal cord stretches. Your spinal cord comes down from your brain. It goes down through your neck and goes all the way down through to your tailbone. And it's mm-hmm. imagine a guitar string with a bunch of little filaments running through your whole body through the from top to bottom, and then a bunch of little strings coming off of that, and they're all connected. That's kind of like what the nervous system or central nervous system is like, where when you're under stress, the whole thing goes under physical tension. It's like tightening up the string, and everything tightens in the body. The whole vibrational state of the body changes with stress, and then when you release that, when you let it go, the whole central nervous system relaxes physically, it can stretch like over two inches. So inside your spine, inside the little tube going through the center of your body, that spinal cord is actually stretchable like multiple inches. So when it's stretched, when it's tight, that's that's what fight or flight does. It tightens it up because it's repairing you, like coiling you up, ready to react. When you let it go, it all goes back into flow. But what happens is People tighten up and then they hold it and then they stack another stress on and they hold it and they stack another stress on and there's no real release. And then all that energy is just vibrating in your body physically. It's not just like conceptually, (laughs) it's physically vibrating in the tissues of your body. That's how it happens. I
4: I feel it right now. As we're talking about it, I'm like, I literally am like shaking because I feel, I totally feel what you're talking about. And it's, it's interesting because when I think about, okay, so I'm going into this fear response or I'm having a stressor in my life. It's almost like you can't close the circuit. So like the circuit just stays on. But if if we're going around in everyday life, if we're aware of our feelings and emotions that come up, if we can't process that in the moment, do I make some time at night to be like, oh, I need to go back and process that yes. later? I mean, that's like takes that takes a shit ton <laughs> yes. of awareness.
5: And, and this is why energy <laughs> and awareness of energy are key to everything. They're key to our success in life. They're key to evolution. They're key. To, I mean. Efficient use of energy is critical. So if you're just Mm -hmm. stacking up a bunch of stuff and you're holding your bucket of everything you poured into your bucket of the day, of all the stresses, and you're not dumping that bucket out it will start overflowing. That's what symptoms are. I mean, eventually you can't hold anymore. And that's where like people can bend over to pick up a piece of paper and have a disc blow out. Or they can, you know, just twist a little bit to the left and then all of a sudden their neck seizes up and they're like, where did this come from? How did this happen? And they're looking for a physical, mechanical cause. But really it's the last sort of straw because you just, you haven't been processing or somehow releasing that built up energy and the way you have to do it is you have to dissipate that energy out of your body through some kind of practice some kind of you need some kind of tools (laughs) because otherwise working out we we all know the right things to do we know we should work out we know we should drink plenty of water we know we should eat healthy we know we should stretch we should probably do yoga we should meditate we know we're supposed to do all those things and if you did even a a fraction of those on a regular basis you would be in a lot better shape But you can do all of those things and still have tension you can't shake because you can be doing all the right stuff. You can be getting up and working out, stretching your body, going for a run, having lots of fluids, eating this really, really clean diet. And you could not be dealing with something in your relationship. You could not be having this hard conversation with your family members. You could be completely in a job that you hate or doing something that you know has a limited Time because you're not passionate about it, and you know you need to make a change, and you're not dealing with that. So whatever that is, you like you had said earlier, you have these like it's like having apps on your phone open and running and drawing energy Mm -hmm. that you're not like closing down or you're not dealing with, and they're just in the background running. So every single thing that we don't really deal with or is out of our awareness altogether because either it happened in the past and we just weren't even aware it happened. I mean, I've worked with a lot of people that have had abuse or situations where they don't remember it because the brain and body just, it's part of that fight or flight. It kind of cloaked or locked it, locked that trauma off and sent that energy somewhere in the body. Or it could be something going on right now where you're, you're like, it's happening, but you, your mind goes, my blueprint for reality is this X and what's happening is Y. And I can't seem to bridge those two things so instead of actually dealing and changing or transforming myself i'll just play pretend in a way that it's not happening and i'll just go about my Mm -hmm. life and what and when you're doing that that inner conflict and that friction creates all this extra tension and a lot of symptoms that people are experiencing are these red flags that say pay attention you're overriding or ignoring something i'm going to give you a louder signal Mm -hmm. because those cells in your body are like a little colony of you that are like, hello, (laughs) like they're screaming out, they're having this experience, and you're ignoring them or you're overriding them or you're not paying attention. Either you're not aware altogether or you are aware and you're just not taking action or dealing. And all of those things kind of together, how you listen to your body, ignore your body, or how you empty out that bucket what your practices are for really taking inventory and going, what's happening, are going to determine how well energy is flowing and how well you feel inside. Because you can do all the right stuff, but you can feel miserably ill and totally depressed. And you can do... <laughs> sounds
4: like me. And we all
5: know people that are like, <laughs> they're, sm- they're smoking, they're drinking, they're doing all this stuff, and they're like actually... I mean, not saying like in a totally um, like addictive yeah. way, but they're like doing all this stuff. You're like, you're doing all the wrong stuff. Why are you so freaking happy, right? So, because those are wellness and and illness are this subjective experience, this inner experience of what we're feeling. Whereas, like, what you can gauge with the physical body, whether it's healthy or not healthy, is it has disease or no no disease, is a different like spectrum. So, mm-hmm. my goal is always to help. Let's get so connected and aware that we can find that sense of ease and flow internally subjectively, but we can also like do practices and things that help our body be healthy. So then you can have both. You can feel healthy on the inside and well, and you can also have physical health.
4: Well, I mean, you mentioned something because I feel like there's so many of us that have disconnected from our bodies. I do all the stuff you were just saying. I do all the stuff and still feel like super anxious. And I I know for me, there's probably some trauma there, a lot of trauma that uh, is locked up in the tissues. And I've always noticed that I'm able to work with my mind. I'm able to work with so many other things except for my body. And that's been one of the most challenging places for me because I have been so disconnected from it. And so how do we first Start to rebuild that connection so we can become aware of the energy that's going on.
5: All the achievers and the artists and the like, super passionate people doing things in the world, like, they tend to have some of the same challenges. And that is this ability to make things happen even when it's challenging and you sort of like power through it. You make your way, you make it happen. It's like, you got to go on. It's like, yeah. it's time. Like, so you have a headache or you have a sore throat, or you have this or that. And it's like, it's like, this is the time where you have to go on. So everybody has that in some areas of their life in certain ways. And so what I've identified is there's this paradox. I call it the paradox of change because you cannot really change something and truly transform your situation until you have, fully associated with and experienced what is really going on and there has to be some kind of acknowledgement of that there has to be some kind of surrender in a way to what is before Mm. you can have the experience of what you want to have you have to first acknowledge where you're at now and and if you're where you are Mm. at now is like everything sucks it's so hard i feel overwhelmed this is (laughs) crap then it's difficult to feel we we don't want to feel that and and especially achievement yeah. oriented people, they're like, why would I spend even a millisecond in that state when I can do I got
4: stuff to yeah, do? I got stuff
5: to do. And so like give me the tool to like not feel this and feel that. And that is a short term <laughs> <Right>. fix. <laughs>
4: right. <laughs> you totally just read my mind. Like literally I'm like, how do I just how do I not feel that and just get right to the the thing right. I want to feel? <laughs> All right, my friends, we are gonna take a quick break, but when we return, you and I are gonna learn about the tools to break out of the cycle of negativity and negative energy.
0: Any disease.
2: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandys can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Don't forget to pack the melt in your mouth magic of a Keebler Sandys for a post errands pick me up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler-Sandies.
1: Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from my life. You know that. His business is failing. His house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger. And we want to feel as if anything could happen gray is invited to drive for this man he's invited to make money and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do i did what you told me to and he's in a world over his head now let's go he will try to do what's right and seek justice parish all new sundays at nine on amc and stream on amc plus
4: We were just talking about falling into the cycle of negative feelings.
5: Because people that are motivated and active in the world to make things happen are not into languishing in the crap, they feel there's no value in it. And the paradox Mm -hmm. is that as soon as you allow yourself to feel and experience where you really are for a moment, it changes. But it doesn't Mm -hmm. change if you have an agenda to get somewhere else before you fully experience it so even like the mind of the super achiever is like all right what do i have to do i have to go through some process where i have to feel where i'm at which i don't want to feel <laughs> because it really sucks and then once i do that then i can feel better and i can do what i want to do and, and your mind's like yeah exactly so you're like all right give me the stupid process and then you go okay uh, what am i supposed to feel and you're okay what do you feel and then usually what will happen is you'll start to kind of scan and and a process might be putting your hands on your body and feeling maybe you're putting your hands on your heart or in your head or some part of your body and going to yourself like, what do I actually feel here? And for so many people, it's like nothing. I feel totally numb. And Mm -hmm. it's just because again, the mind and the ego will be like, well, you really feel sad, but it's not okay to feel sad. So instead of feeling sad, we're going to feel like an elephant is compressing your chest and and your ribs are collapsing and you're having a heart attack. Oh, and then you're like, why do I feel anxiety? You really are feeling sad, but it's not registering. So instead of actually experiencing that, you experience the crushing pr- pressure on your chest. And this is like what's called mm-hmm. somaticizing. It's, it's taking an experience that is being felt and then blocking out the emotion of it. And when the emotion is actually, here's the interesting thing. Emotion is requires physical movement and sound and tone so if you don't have physical movement and tone if you don't uh, make a sound or uh, you know you don't have some kind of expression of tone and the body doesn't move in some way you haven't really expressed emotion and so the energy Mm -hmm. is there but your brain doesn't register it 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 can like compartmentalize it off and so that's where you feel like pressure and tension and an anxious feeling because the truth is, you're feeling maybe scared, you're feeling sad, you're feeling alone, you're feeling overwhelmed, but you haven't really transferred that into some kind of expression, which is like emptying out the bucket. Um, and so right. now you're just stacking all this stuff. And then you're like, now I feel physical tension. So let me take two Advil, or let me have a Vicodin, or let me ha- like give me a couple glasses of wine, like give me something to not feel this. So that takes you further right. away from what you're actually feeling because now you're stepping out of first it was a strong emotional feeling that didn't get expressed so now the energy's bound up in the body because it didn't get to move so it stores in the muscles and the tendons and the fascia and the organs and everywhere else and I was just sitting there and then your brain goes oh that's physical tension so I need to stretch it out or I need to take something to make that physical feeling not be so strong which is like have a drink have a Advil whatever and then Now you're further removed because that even blocks you out more. And pretty soon you're just like, you're disconnected totally from your body and your body is no longer a source of ease, peace, connection, or a safe place for you to call home, really.
0: Mm -hmm.
5: But if we go all the way back to early in life for a lot of people, their body was not a safe place to call home from the start because the birth process was super traumatic or intense, or they had early childhood abuse, or they had a really intense experience growing up where It wasn't safe to feel or express, and so like you just you kind of leave your body, and so Mm -hmm. returning to and sometimes for the first time just getting to know your body and experiencing your body as a as wow I can you know engage with my body and, and and explore it and have curiosity and feel things is like a totally different language. It's a new experience, new territory for a lot of people.
4: Yeah. For it, especially if you grow up with, I mean, there's so much shame around the body, even just to, to get to know our own bodies. I mean, we, yeah, that was not a language that was spoken to me. And it, I find it so interesting that sound is such a big part of your process because I've worked with my body and energy, but with your process, I feel like this sound is something that is so important. And When we worked together the other day, I don't think I've cried (laughs) like that ever. Afterwards, I was like, God, how many times in my life have I needed to cry like that, to really wail? And for someone who uses their voice all the time, it's interesting how much shame and fear can be around actually emoting through voice. Crying is something that I feel I've been working a little bit with the work that you teach over the past few days. And when we get into stuff, certain things like anger, uh, rage and things that are in the body, it's that for me is almost where it's like, is there a sound to that? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how to make that sound. For you to be
5: expressing and sharing this when you are an internationally acclaimed artist and singer and you bear it all and express yourself in front of millions of people... I think about just someone who you're at home and you're like, I, I, I'm afraid to even sing in my car. You know, I'm afraid to sing in my shower to even make sounds because I for so many people it's like I'm so self-conscious about about how I'll be perceived. And sometimes I'm so self-conscious mm-hmm. about even what sounds might come out of me because I, I I think I might be a freak. I might be just a weird, damaged <laughs> person. And if I'm making a sound that sounds feeble or weak, like, oh, God, you know, or if I'm making a sound that sounds angry, or, you know, you're making these sounds, if they really came out and expressed, sometimes they'll really, like, surprise you because you a growl, mm-hmm. a groan, a moan, um, you know, some, like, guttural sound comes out and it's, like, not one you, you ordinarily make that can... Challenge your whole conditioning about what's okay and what's not. And this is where it starts because someone in our life said, Whether this was spoken or whether this was unspoken, they said, Look, this is the range that's okay to be in. But if you go beyond this range now, now you're bad or now you are Mm
4: -hmm. too much. Yeah, yeah,
5: exactly. (laughs) It's like you cannot, you know, show sadness or weakness or you cannot show anger. You cannot raise your voice. You cannot. And so these are just patterns Mm -hmm. that are. Culturally and familially conditioned, where we learn how to limit or reduce or mute down our expression in order to be accepted or to not lose love. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so we learn how to kind of adapt ourselves. And then you have all this energy stored in different parts of your body because when the body, when we're stressed and if we don't express it, like we're talking about earlier, that mechanism is the body's in fight or flight. So you push that energy somewhere into the physical tissues of the body. And now it's, it's like imagine a, a vibration that's happening through your whole body. It's a freak out vibration. You want to be like, "Ah!" you know, you want to just freak out, but you're like, okay, I can't freak out because it's not okay. I'm going to get, I'm going to get whacked with a belt or whatever. So you hold it all together and then you just like hold it in. Now, where did the energy go? It's like, it's still there. It's not like it ever, you're still feeling what you're feeling. It just isn't expressing through the body. So that energy that now can't move out through motion, through sound, through some kind of expression, it's, It's contained now. It's 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 like a vibrating. It's like a a chamber. Your body becomes now a chamber where the vibration is just bouncing around. And and the more compressed it gets into certain areas, the more it feels solid, because we're Mm -hmm. not actually solid. Nothing is solid. The table, the chair, the physical roof over your head—they are not actually solid at the subatomic level. It's all energy patterns. There's nothing solid there. You can think of a tornado. You drive your car at a tornado. There's nothing solid there, but you're going to hit a point where it's going to break you apart. Right. The powerful tornado will rip a house apart. But it's just wind. Right. But it's a vortex of energy that's, vi- that's swirling at such a rate that it becomes, it acts like a solid. And that's basically what cells and tissues of the body are. So the whole thing is this vibrational experience and if we can match and begin to feel and express using tone and vibration to mirror lo- what that, that frequency is then it it lets our brain our, our our higher centers of the brain register what is being experienced and then energy can start to come out and it can and a natural and organic emotion can actually arise not from us just trying to like push energy out but from us going what what would be like holding up a tuning fork to this feeling or experience in my body? What sound or tone or vibration if I just touched my body in the area where I feel symptomatic? If I just put my hands there and I didn't try to change anything or, or make it go away, I realized that this just is a part of me that's vibrating with a certain frequency. And I just took a breath there in through the nose and out through my mouth and I let out a sound that matched that feeling. What would that sound be? And then you kind of play with it until you find something that actually mirrors or matches that frequency and if you can't find it you might just recognize wow i'm disconnected from this part and you just verbalize it and say wow i'm totally numbed out from this area i'm totally disconnected wow isn't it weird that i don't even i can't even feel my body here it's like someone else's body it feels empty or solid or voided out just acknowledge it for a moment and then usually that's enough this is part of the paradox you stopped trying to change what <laughs> is there and suddenly you're with what is there and it's mm-hmm. when, when, when you're with it, it changes. That's just the nature of how things work. As soon as you stop trying to change something and you fully associate and accept and allow it to be where it is, you're already in the process of changing. Mm. But people think they're going to get stuck there. They're like, I don't want to go there. We're going mm-hmm. back to earlier. Where an achiever especially is like, I don't want to go into that place because if I'm not trying to change something, How does it change? Because isn't that what we're here to do? Is like improve things. So there's this little glitch. And if you get that, that you can realize that it only takes a millisecond of acceptance of where you are fully, and then it can open up to a new possibility, it will change your life. That that one recognition and and, when you stop trying to get rid of things and stop trying to make them go away and you realize it's whole I'm whole. I'm a whole human. Every part Mm -hmm. of me is is important. And instead of trying to get rid of these parts, let me see if I can have a relationship with them and start to let them influence how I live my life.
4: When we worked together the other day, I was incredibly low and depressed. And I I'd full. <laughs> I, you told me that and I fully committed to the couch for two days. I have to say, yeah, I ended up not fighting it. And I it's still with me. It hasn't completely shifted, but to not fight it and to think I should be doing something else. That's where the suffering happens, right? Like where we, we think we should be somewhere that we're not.
5: Totally. The suffering is, is in, the, is in the, the mind's concept of what should be happening versus what's really there. Because if you fully stop trying to change something and you're really seek to just feel and experience and you ask for awareness and guidance and support from the universe. And you're, and you're like, look, I, I just, I, I want to be with, with what is, and, and you stop trying to, you know, get somewhere else. This is kind of the hero's journey, or this is the vision quest where you go like out into the forest or whatever. And you go, I got to be with myself and with my, well, you might say your demons, but it's not necessarily your demons. It's just the parts of you that have been in the shadow, the parts of you that have been out of awareness and you set aside the judgment of how long it should last that I need to feel something, then the suffering yeah, stops the because the suffering is like, it should be different and it's this. Mm-hmm. But if you're just like, it is exactly what it needs to be. I'm, I'm seeking to feel and experience. Then ironically, sort of paradoxically more, more than ironically paradoxically, it freaking changes and you're instantly catapulted into some other place. But sometimes like, what you what you need to feel is going to require you to deal with some things and make some changes. So that's the reason why we don't really connect because in some ways we don't want to know what actually needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Let's say on the deep soul level we know that we have some unfinished business with a family member or we have to reconnect with someone or we have to leave a relationship or we have to quit a job or something and then we feel so attached and we just on some level we know it but we don't really want to face and deal with that so we sort of skirt around it and we're doing these exercises i got to connect and feel and i got to be with what is and like <laughs> and you already know so the thing is now you need to actually take action and change it and so sometimes the suffering is about we know and we're not de- dealing with it we're not doing anything about mm-hmm. it sometimes the suffering is like we just don't even know we're we're completely disconnected mm-hmm. so there's a different it depends. It's a different suffering, yeah. <laughs> different, different flavors yeah. of suffering.
4: I wish I could kind of put the awareness back sometimes because the awareness of it, like you're saying, once you become aware of something and in, you're in that space, and you don't take action on something, mm-hmm. then basically you're just kind of—I mean, in my experience, you're kind of like binding that energy up, right? So yes. you're just kind of stuck. So when when we feel stuck in our lives. Mm-hmm. But is that basically bound energy that needs to be moved, and we we either aware of it or not aware of it, and not taking if we're aware of it, we're not taking action. Is the action like the the thing that makes it move? I, I, yeah,
5: <laughs> I love that you're bringing this up because because interestingly, feeling stuck and feeling that in between, like you can't move forward and you can't go back, and you're just in this like heavy, dense place. It has a very certain quality of energy in the body, and it will feel like a density and it is energy that's compressed. And so when we feel stuck in our emotions and in our mind, we have a correlating place always in the physical body that is linked into that stuck feeling so it might be around your throat it might be around your upper chest it could be in your gut a lot of times it happens around the solar plexus area because that's the that's this energetic center that ties more into your sense of will and your and your sort of pride and your 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 wanting to create and be someone in the world it's this like kind of pushing through part of us which is right in that like the little pointy bone at the bottom of your rib cage you know that is an area where a lot of people feel that stuck energy sometimes it could be in your pelvis but what happens with stuckness is you know it's you at that point like there's a conscious awareness when we feel stuck that i'm actually contributing to this because I'm responsible in some way for the choices I'm making, but I can't choose something else because I I don't know what to where to go next. But at the same time, I'm aware I'm not going back to where I was. So that's where stuckness mm-hmm. like links us into this like place of frustration and and a pressure and a heaviness. So what you can do when you're feeling that. First, that's different than disconnected where, because a lot of times people think when when they're just totally disconnected from a part of their body that it's stuck. They're like, oh, it feels so blocked or stuck. Usually that's mm-hmm. disconnection. You're not, even, you're not even connected to or aware of that part of you. It just feels like kind of blank or numb. So that has to be addressed first. And that can go back to what we were talking about earlier where you can just put your hands there. and You might even just need to acknowledge like, hey, I feel so disconnected from myself here. I feel numbed out. Take a breath notice there's some sensation comes in and it starts to kind of feel more alive and present because you can't change what you can't connect to. So hmm. again, that's that paradox. You can't change something if you're not even aware of that part of you. So once you're aware, sometimes underlying the con- disconnect is, "Wow, I'm now connected, but damn, am I stuck? It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and so that... Um, Feeling of stuckness is, is, uh, needs to be actually amplified. Not you, you can't, if you just try to jump over it and be like, I feel so stuck, let me just feel something else. It doesn't have enough charge and energy to like let it open up. So you got to match it. So I'll have people, you know, put their hands on a part of the body, feel the energy there and like maybe twist or compress or squish their hands into that part of their body and like, oh, "Oh," make this sound of, being absolutely stuck and growl and moan and just say it even like, I'm so stuck, I'm so... You might cough into the area. (coughs) Coughing is a lot of times associated with like that stuck area Mm -hmm. when you start to connect to it. And then you just, you go right into it, fully into it, intensify it, feel it for about three to five seconds and then ease it up and then just sit for a moment and feel, wow, I did that. I got myself so stuck that in this part of my body I held all this energy and it was all compressed and then you want to just take a moment and just acknowledge with compassion for a moment there's a part of you that's a free like light being like a childlike playful you that needs to be just acknowledged like maybe needs to be paid attention to maybe needs some kindness or gentleness and just be like oh I'm so sorry that I I got so bound up in all of this, and I'm so felt so mired, and you lost all this levity and joy and playfulness. And I'm paying attention, so, so that can always when there's a stuck experience, it's our mind and our ego and the loss of that child, that liveliness mm-hmm. of the child and that lightness of the child. So once you go into it and intensify it and match it, then you back it off, and then you find that part of you and just see, visualize feel sense or send a like a message to that part of you just holding your hands on whatever part of your body has associated with that stuck feeling and that can that can and then you can just go into more of a peaceful like okay it's okay we're gonna sort this out i'm gonna like make some decisions maybe i don't have all the information yet but it's coming let me just be kinder to myself while i sort of get up the courage because that's ultimately. usually when we're stuck, we also need to hit a point where we just say enough. That's where you're Mm -hmm. like, I'm stepping up, I'm dealing. We feel totally stuck and then it's just like we're right at the edge of something and then finally you just have to be like, enough, enough, enough. I draw the line here, no more. And this is where everybody has to get to.
4: And when we come back, Dr. John Amaral is going to explain exactly how you can get yourself unstuck too.
0: Burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any
2: disease you deserve a moment to yourself every single day and a delicious bite of a keebler sandies can give you that comforting pause don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post errands pick pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.
1: Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parish from my new series, Parrish yeah i can drive my character was a getaway driver
0: yeah
1: i'm retired from life you know that his business is failing his house is going up for sale he is the every man tell me about this driver job we got a lot of action in this show we have moments of real danger and we want to feel as if anything could happen Ray is invited to drive for this man he's invited to make money and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do i did what you told me to and he's in a world over his head now let's go he will try to do what's right and seek justice parish all new sundays at nine on amc and stream on amc plus
4: We were just talking about getting out of the state of being stuck.
5: Before you move into a true transformative like change in your identity, you have to hit a point where you feel totally stuck, totally frustrated, because you keep doing the same crap over and over and over and over. Whether it's smoking cigarettes or it's like that you want to quit or it's a relationship you keep coming back to or that's dysfunctional or whatever it is and you have there's a part of you that knows and that's why you're stuck, that you keep doing it over and over. And once you build up that and go into it and amplify it and intensify it for a moment you feel how stuck you are you acknowledge it then you find that child part of you that's just like oh I'm sorry I ignored you I'm not going to keep doing this to you then you just you can get the courage and the energy up to be like okay now I'm taking action I'm dealing with this I'm confronting this so it takes yeah journeying into those places that have been harder to connect with.
4: Well, so ultimately, when we start working with this energy and we start to free up these pieces of us, I hear you talk about flow, the flow Mm -hmm. state. Like, so what is that and how do we know when we're in it?
5: Flow is that experience of an effortless ease where it feels like almost a a liquid plasma-like state where like you and the world around you become one merged experience. And that's what athletes call the zone. Performers, you know, Mm -hmm. know it when you're just channeling everything's coming through and there's no resistance there's no assessing that part of the mind that's that's assessing like am i doing it right am i okay you know like that cognitive part of the mind just in the background and you're just in the moment and in the experience and you feel energized and you feel light and buoyant and like things are just Mm -hmm. working there's a synchronistic experience where everything is just in sync you and the universe are are really one what it takes to access that flow. I mean, there's there's research on it by Chizent Mahai was the original scientist who did all this, you know, research on flow states. Um, but it usually takes some kind of challenge where you're stretched and you're pushed in some way, but your skills allow you to step up to that challenge. And you have to like get kind of out of yourself and go beyond this like analytical part of the mind and jump up to this higher level of your being that then moves into this state of where all your skills and your practice and everything come together Mm -hmm. and suddenly you're not really there in control it's it's like your body just knows your being just knows so that's anyone who's visited that state even briefly knows that there's just something that feels like this is me but something greater happening here i'm not i'm not having to force this but how do we get into that on a regular basis and how do we find more flow one we do have to find these places that are stuck and bound up and locked up and like acknowledge them which liberates some of the energy but even more for a lot of people helpful to start out is like recognizing that I actually exist and you and I talked about this when we worked I exist Mm -hmm. outside of my physical body I don't I'm not limited by the form of my physical body because because the truth is not only can you measure the electromagnetic field of the body at least three to six feet off the body, and some people have uh, apparently measured it like 15 or more feet off the body, like really far off the body, there's response happening and there's some energetic qualities that, that are your field, your, your whole energy field. And by recognizing that we are not trapped in this physical body but we're infinite beings that have no real like it's called non-locality we don't exist in the space you can't slice the brain open and find like where's leanne like she's not going to be inside the brain (laughs) like you'll see right chemical reactions you'll see neurons firing you'll see all these things going on but you're not going to find where your consciousness is that's something that transcends this temporary physical existence so that ability to connect to that energy field is where flow really starts because there's mm-hmm. no inhibition there's nothing physical to stop us there it's just completely light and energy it's the form of us that's like pre physicality
3: mm-hmm.
5: and the I see the physical body as a like more of a shadow of that mm. there's something called cymatics I don't know if you're familiar but it's a study of how sound waves organize mm-hmm. matter into shapes and form and so you can put a a bunch of sand on a metal plate and then run different frequencies through it with a tone generator and you can make all these different shapes that are very complex and beautiful shapes. That's happening in our bodies, Mm -hmm. in our cells. So when we go, where's that frequency coming from? It's coming from outside. It's not coming from the sand itself. It's the frequency of energy that's affecting those little particles that then puts them in a certain order. So for us, that frequency is coming from really outside the body. Mm -hmm. so we exist out out here in the space around us and that is where meditation that is where even viewing sometimes yourself from outside your body for some people it can be like going up above where they kind of imagine like going out through the top of your head and looking down and seeing you from all sides and all around you it might be like zooming out from even further outside the building you're sitting in and seeing if you could feel sense or see that you exist In a larger space outside like wow i'm looking down at my house and i see the other houses around and well i can see the whole city and you can kind of zoom yourself out even further for some people it's really helpful they go out and they feel like wow it's like spacious and free and i exist out here in this space Mm -hmm. i exist as energy and consciousness and then when you come back to the body you have more sense of freedom and flow and now instead of just going right into this trapped dense feeling you can have a lighter freer more vibratory feel because you're not restricted or contained in this in this body and the truth is the body is more of it's constantly replacing the cells i mean we have like something around 60 to 75 or something or 100 trillion cells in the body and they're all being constantly replaced and so there's some organizing energy and frequency that's that's keeping that happening and it's not in our body it's it's around and beyond us and that is where flow can, can really be tapped into. And then when you have both, when you can expand out and feel connected to that subtle energy and that subtle body and that non-physicality, and then you can kind of zoom yourself back in and feel that I'm also, I have a physical body and it has density to it and there's vibration and energy there and I can sort of sink my way in and feel within as well. You start to bridge this, what I see as like a touchscreen interface of the universe. I mean, if you think about like a, touch tablet or an iphone or something you touch the screen and it gives you access to the cloud i mean that's mm-hmm. really what the body is like it's the ultimate <laughs> touchscreen and so we're, we're we're kind of like interacting with the body and its vibrations and making the sounds and tones and feeling and then we're actually recognizing that i exist out further from my body and then put, bringing our hands back to our body and touching and exist i exist within and i'm sinking in and then i'm kind of building this bridge of awareness that I'm I'm both in here and I'm out there and I'm neither as well. And it becomes very interesting.
4: So like once that. again, the concept of knowing that I've I exist outside my body and then staying connected to that concept through everyday life is challenging. It, for mm-hmm. a lot of people that, like I said, that we're energy and that we're more energy than we are matter. Like the mind sometimes can't wrap itself around all of that. So I've been working with, I know the past several days of like really kind of going back to that idea of, oh yeah, I'm not just this body. And just that alone, like I do feel more spaciousness, just bringing my awareness, I guess, to that concept and allowing myself to feel feel outside of me (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it it can, it can feel very dense. We can feel very alone. Just like, this is all there is, is just this human body. When we start to learn about these things, for me, at least uh, my mind goes, it starts to get very frustrating (laughs) because I'm like, I want to stay connected. (laughs) I want to stay connected to that, that energy and that flow state, but the density can get sometimes so overwhelming.
5: Yeah. And that density is, is that's where when we feel so dense and heavy, that's where we do need to kind of do this acknowledgement first usually we just put touch that area very gently feel the kind of heaviness and disconnection sometimes and just acknowledge and make maybe make a sound see if you can kind of match a a little vibration of energy as you're touching that part of your body where you feel that denseness maybe it's your heart maybe it's your chest your head or your gut or wherever it is and then you can imagine from outside your body you're streaming like a tornado or a gentle like swirling vortex of energy down through your fingertips from off off of your body and then kind of burrowing its way like a little wormhole through into the interior of your body and then imagine it kind of going back either out the back of your body or back out the front of your body and starting to realize that like what appears to be dense and solid is actually just a pattern of energy but we may need to Bring a a kind of a resource of free flowing energy to that place, so that it can remember. It's almost like if a beaver dam is like built, and someone wants to like, oh, poor like to be mean to the beavers, but like they want (laughs) to wash it, like they want to like remove the dam. Like you can go out and like disassemble it stick by stick, or you could go up the river and increase the flow. And it would just wash everything out like down river. So in a way, sometimes the way you unravel that dense heaviness is you go to a source of energy that feels freer and lighter and more available, and then you amplify it and then it can like flow through. And suddenly you have a different perspective that allows you to gain some awareness because when energy is flowing more freely, your awareness changes as well. So. That's where like coming off your body sometimes or feeling your, your existence out in the field energy field around you, and then bringing your hands to your body and then imagining, sending that energy through, and then if you hit the density, then just like, "Ah, oh, that's a place where I'm disconnected, Let me acknowledge it for a second, and then let me make a sound oh that releases it, and then go back out off my body and come back in. Sometimes that's really the, the easiest path for people, and in, in your case, that would be an easier path mm-hmm. because you do. Have a very big energy field that's way out here. And so, like, the challenge sometimes is then like bridging yes. it. So, you're not just way out here or, you know, out in the energy field of the universe or you're inside your body in this collapsed little, like, tense, dense place. And the, the either or nature of that is where a lot of suffering can happen. So, we want to mm-hmm. build a bridge that lets us feel oh, wow, well, I can feel the energy within my body. I can feel the energy around my body. It's all one. And the truth is, like, I am the experience and expression of the universe itself, like merging through this kind of interface of my body. I'm not inside it, yet I'm also inside of it. It's another paradox. (laughs) Once you get toward these like deeper truths, you realize that you just get to these like paradoxes. You're Mm -hmm. both in your body and you're not. You're out of your body and you're not. You're both and neither. Right. To experience that takes exploring and it takes practice. And oftentimes it takes a guide or somebody to work with you that can help, help you discover some of these things that are a little more esoteric at first.
4: So I know a lot of people won't have the chance to work with you, but is there a place where they can go find out more information on energy or there are more resources that people can kind of look into what we've been talking about?
5: Yeah, I, I created something like a, a, a free you know, process. It's still on my website. It's called the 7-Day Challenge. So that's the Fight or Flight to Flow Challenge. So people can just go get a f- whole free course there and I'll guide you through some processes over a 7-day period. So that's one like easy thing. On the back end of that, there's a couple of courses that I you know, just like simple, pretty short courses that I created. And it's just johnameral.com So that's cool. one way. I'm in the process right now of creating a new whole kind of ecosystem where I'm going to be teaching and taking people through practice. I'll be doing live things and I'll be teaching and helping people, whether you're a practitioner or whether you're a human wanting to be more whole and alive and energized and deal with some of the challenges you're going through. So there'll be a whole nother level uh, coming in the, in the uh, coming months of 2021.
4: Very cool. I'm excited for that. I always love to close with what I know best, which is music. And I, I always find it so interesting to hear what's in people's playlist. And it's funny the other day, you. I actually text you. I'm like, can you please send me the playlist that you played? It was so relaxing and so healing. So um, yeah, I would love for you to share maybe like five songs. that, okay. that I mean,
5: it's kind of funny that, that you asked because a lot of the music that I uh, listen to a lot is that like mantra and healing music. Right. And yet, when I was thinking about songs, what came to me was like Van Morrison, "Crazy Love." Is like, was oh, so the, good. The, the, my wife and I have been together 28 years now. We've been married oh. almost 25 years, and that was our wedding song, love, 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 love. which is played out pretty, pretty appropriately. So that was I love it. So I <laughs> love Van Morrison. Everything by Van Morrison. I mean Bob Marley. I mean I grew up listening mm-hmm. to so much reggae, like "Lively Up Yourself."
4: So good. So, I put Bob Marley on almost like at least twice, or two to, two to three times a week in our house when I'm making dinner because he's yeah. so happy. Oh, so and
5: there's depth and there's so soul. Deep. Yeah, yeah it, you know. Another one. Is, I was thinking like it's always got me for somebody the Marshall Tucker Band. Um, Can't you see what that woman's been doing to me? Oh everybody. yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Another apropos one for for my my relationship that's been like passionate and amazing, but intense. Like any passionate relationship is. I'm a classic rock fan, so like Led Zeppelin, like Stairway mm-hmm. to Heaven. I mean, come on, so good. But I also, I mean, I love like rap and hip hop and stuff. So like, I mean, I love a lot of the new stuff com- coming out in hip hop. But I mean, all the way back to like Run DMC. <laughs> Old school. <laughs> yeah, Run-DMC is so good. My husband
4: is a huge hip-hop fan and yeah, I've learned he's learned about country music for me, old school country music and I've learned about old school hip-hop from him. So, I uh yeah, <laughs> I love awesome. Run-DMC. Yeah.
5: And then, I mean, country, you know, my wife, who's from New York, you know, she got me into country music. And oh, really? Yeah. You know, interestingly, like kind of ironically, because I grew up in a much more rural area of California and she grew up on Long Island, New York, and she was like fully into country music. So, right. Krishna Das is like my, you know, I mean, that is.
4: Krishna Das is probably my favorite. I have to say, um, that the other day there was something that you played on the soundtrack or on, on the set, whatever it's called. Yeah. He's call a soundtrack. But, um, on your playlist <laughs> yeah. that, uh, um, he just I, something about his voice, like is so rich and moves me so deeply. So, yeah, I'm totally with you on Christian Doss. Well, thank you, yes. thank you so much for being here and and sharing your wisdom with our listeners. And I appreciate my experience because it's definitely like like I said, I think I felt I felt like the The trees were breathing. (laughs) I felt like there was like life became this intense experience for a few hours. It became something where I it was very it was very joyful and connected. And that um, yeah, I I really do appreciate being able to have that experience
5: when we're removing those filters and start opening up to the true nature of this like glorious, amazing, abundant, like incredible life that we are blessed to to have. It's like kind of psychedelically awesome. Yeah. So let's do more and we can make that a more of like the baseline where that just is like the starting point of every day. And then you just go even more expanded from there. That would be amazing.
4: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much.
5: Thank you, Leanne.
4: And that wraps up this episode and our first season of Holy Human. Thank you all so much for joining me on this journey. I have had a blast creating this for you from where we started to where we are now in 12 episodes is like night and day. (laughs) So thank you so much for being on this ride with me. I look forward to discovering so much more. And as always, I so appreciate hearing from you. So please leave me your feedback wherever you're listening. And don't forget to share this podcast with anyone in your life you feel could benefit from listening. I love you guys. On our next season of Holy Human, we're going to dive in even deeper into all the complex and brilliant pieces that make up our human and our holy and grow together to become our most fulfilled whole selves. Until then, I wish you all health, love, and the courage to go out in this world and be you. follow Holy Human on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause.